Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello listeners, hello video viewers, welcome back to part two of this mega, mega long episode series in which I am responding to listener questions that came in uh, from social media and on my website and stuff. So it's episode 800 and we are celebrating by just relaxing here at Luke's English Podcast headquarters. Uh, the day is very, very grey and cold and miserable outside. The conditions are perfect for uh, sitting here and doing some podcasting. Uh, it's it's very dark and horrible. I've got all the lights on in here. It's time to continue. If you've seen part one, then you will have heard me talk about all sorts of different things about music and all the different bands I was in, uh, some bits of grammar, some vocab explanations, questions about this, that and the other. Let's carry on now. Uh, okay, and we're going to carry on. So uh, there's, I've got nearly 100 pages uh, and I'm up to about page 25. So let's see if I can get up to page 50 in this part. Okay, so there'll be all sorts of things about all sorts of subjects. Thank you for watching. Let's carry on now uh, with a, uh, a comment from Aftandil. Um, I think, I mean, no idea if that's actually how I'm, how I should say your name, because Aftandil does sound a bit like, you sound a bit like a character from Lord of the Rings. Like you could be one of the elves, like one of the, one of the high elves or something. Anyway, Aftandil, one of the high elves, uh, said to the, said this, hello, Luke, how are you? I kicked off listening to your podcast because of your mum. So no, I would say mum, M-U-M. Although in some parts of the country, it's M-O-M, so I'll let it slide. Let's say you're, you're from Birmingham, Aftandil. I kicked off listening to your podcast because of your mum. In one of your first episodes, you were talking about the Beatles. I so much liked her wise answers to your questions, or I liked her wise answers to your questions so much. Her voice, accent, and most of all, her straightforward way of speaking. She's great. Yes, she is. Uh, my question, Mr. Thompson, what are high hopes in your mind? I'm now referring to Pink Floyd's song. Thank you very much. Best of luck. Aftandil. Okay. Um, so high hopes in my mind are that basically, I don't know, that we can solve all the world's problems somehow. I don't know how we're going to do that. Um, no idea. But high hopes are that things are, things are going to get better. Things are getting better. Those are some high hopes in my mind. And funnily enough, as I say this, there are, I've just noticed on the roof of the building opposite, there are loads and loads and loads of birds, loads of starlings have settled on the roof up there, which is kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? I would show you, but I can't. Uh, but you'll just have to take my word for it, that there are loads of starlings all hanging out on the roof uh, of the building opposite me. Uh, it's like a little gang, like a whole sort of, whole troop of starlings. Anyway, interesting na natural uh, phenomenon 
phenomena here at Luke's English Podcast. Uh, so anyway, I just hope that, um, uh, Aftandil, I hope that I'm able to continue doing this and that it actually helps people around the world and that they keep listening to the podcast, which allows me to carry on doing what I'm doing for the world. I hope that we find some sort of amicable situation where we can all somehow work together to allow human race to thrive on Earth and not just wipe ourselves out in one of many different ways. So I'm hoping for all those those things, actually. Um, right, so this is a comment from uh, Sirius Asgarov. Sirius Asgarov. And we know that Garov is very serious. <laughs> but this person is Sirius Asgarov. Sorry, I'm just... I'm making f I'm making fun of your name. I'm sorry. I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just trying to have a bit of just having a bit of fun. It's just a bit of a laugh. Anyway, Sirius Asgarov wrote this. Hi Luke, please add some special videos for IELTS listening multiple questions. There are different sounds and also so fast for this reason it is hard to define. Okay, I'm not okay. It's not sure I understand the second part. There are different sounds and also so fast for this reason it is hard to define. Hard to understand, I suppose. Um, generally, I don't really do IELTS uh, material on the podcast. You know, I tend to just sort of keep it uh, more general English focused. Every now and then I might do something IELTS-ish. But generally, I don't really do IELTS. So you might want to, you know, look further afield and go ahead and go onto YouTube and look for some IELTS listening practice, multiple questions, see what you can find. There are plenty of people out there, lots of channels like Keith O'Hare, for example. Uh, I was on his uh, YouTube channel a few years ago. That was fun, doing the IELTS test. So anyway, I would say you might have to search for some other YouTube channels because generally I don't do IELTS specific things. Although I think listening to my podcast can help with your IELTS. I don't actually do specific IELTS practice bits and pieces. Uh, David Alexander uh, wrote this. Hi, Luke. I have uh, a suggestion. I have a suggestion of... a suggestion of creating... Four? Hmm, maybe four. I, I have a suggestion for creating a Discord server in order to connect Lepsters around the world. Therefore, they would be able to talk and have a chat with each other. What's your take on this, Luke? Anyway, you can easily notify Lepsters through Discord about contents too, and it's utterly free. That's awesome, isn't it? And thanks a lot for your awesome contents. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much, David. So basically, have I considered um, setting up a Discord server for Luke's English Podcast? It's a great idea, I have to say. I think Discord is great. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact it's free and it's a really good way of building communities. Uh, I don't do a Discord server just because generally I don't really have time to manage like a whole other thing and to respond to comments and questions and things from, from listeners there. Um, generally, I just sort of use my website really as the next best thing. And you can do Discord, uh, discuss, uh, discuss comments and stuff. You can sign in there and follow other people's comments and things like that. So that's the nearest thing. But I'm not quite able to set up a whole Discord server and sort of deal with all of the management of that, I'm afraid, because I've got enough on my plate as it is. Uh, but it's a great suggestion. And thank you, David, for the question. Uh, Tutor Asim says this. Hello, Luke. Can you make a video about how to be confident on camera? Maybe you could interview some of your YouTuber friends or maybe Paul and Amber. They haven't been on the podcast for a while. 
have they? Uh, um, uh, I don't know. It's been it hasn't been that long since Amber and Paul were on the show. Maybe a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, I have to invite them back. So a uh, video about how to be confident on camera. That's a good idea. That is a good topic. I did do a video with um, a YouTube English teacher um, a while ago about motivation and being confident and public speaking. So you might want to just check in the archive for that. But otherwise, that is a good idea. Uh, how to be confident on camera. Um, something I'll have to think about. It's certainly a good idea for a future episode. This comment is from Ning Wei. Hi, Luke. How do we improve our speaking skills if we're not living abroad? I mean, English language speaking country. Do you have any practical suggestions? I feel like listening is much my listening is much better than speaking. Your podcast is awesome. Thanks. Okay, so I did mention, I think in part one, the ways in which you can, you know, work on your speaking with the podcast. So I'll probably end up repeating some of those ideas. But essentially, it's a way of You've got to develop ways of speaking to yourself, okay? So, it, you know, if you don't have a speaking partner, if you don't find someone on, on italki or something like that, then you might need to practice speaking to yourself in your everyday life. Uh, so, and there are various ways that you can do that. So you can repeat after me. Uh, so I say something and you pause and then you repeat what you've heard. And obviously with the premium episodes, I make that as easy as possible. Uh, the other way is shadowing, where you just basically try to say the words that I'm saying at the same time as me. Now, you don't really know what I'm saying or what I'm going to say next, but you're generally just following along, repeating everything I'm saying at the same time I'm saying it. Even if you're saying it a little bit wrong because you can't, can't quite keep up with me, if you manage to just keep talking with me, that is shadowing. That is also a way of practicing. Also, you can just basically chat to yourself. You know, you can just be chatting away to yourself if you're on your own at home or something. So you can just be going, OK, so I'm going to do this. And that's a bottle of shampoo with soap all over it. And I'm in the shower. And You know, you can just kind of do a little running commentary and just talk about your ideas and just get that monologue, that inner monologue in English going on. Another another thing to do, which I haven't written down here, is um, just thinking in English. Now, people talk about thinking in English like you've got to think in English as if it's a sort of um, an unconscious or subconscious thing that happens. But but really, what thinking in English is 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 you actually consciously say words out loud, but in your head, if you know what I mean. So you're there, and in your mind, you're saying there are four ways of speaking to yourself, repeating after me, shadowing. You're actually saying that in your mind, but just not out loud. So that's also a good thing to do as well, to actually just sort of have a monologue going where you're thinking words and phrases and sentences in English. Um, you can also just give an opinion in response to something. So if there's been an episode of the podcast, like I've asked you questions about graffiti, uh, you, you know, you take that opportunity and you actually say your responses out loud. And in that sense, there is a bit of interactivity because you are responding to something. You're trying to be persuasive, uh, you know, in your arguments and so on. So that's another thing because you've got to also work on that sort of English as well, that kind of rhetoric. Um, and describing past events is also really important uh, because you've got to get used to, you know, conjugating those verbs in the past form and so on. So talk about every moment in your life and describe them, you know, instead of writing them down, which you could also do in a diary or a book, you actually just say them out loud. You could record yourself doing it too. So there are some ways in which you can basically talk to yourself to practice um, speaking. 
Okay, right, let's move on. Uh, Mosbah Tayeb said this, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Um, uh, Lvbri said, hi Luke, why your headset looks so ugly? I don't mean to be rude, but they seems to be fixed with a plastic bag. Hold on a second, I need to bring up a computer... uh, video monitor of myself here. Uh, How's the light? Is everything okay in here in podcast land? Video land? Okay. So the comment, I'm just looking at myself now. Uh, So the comment um, was, close that, why your your headset looks so ugly? (laughs) I don't mean to be rude, but they seems to be fixed with a plastic bag. Uh, Okay. So you're referring to my my headphones here, which I always wear while I'm recording the episodes. Um, these headphones. So I'm wearing these Sony headphones. They are Sony, what? MDR7506. They are sort of industry standard um, um, studio headphones that lots of people use. Producers and podcasters and radio people and stuff. Um, the, yeah, they do have these little cute little bags on them, don't they? Have You've noticed that. Um I don't think they look that ugly myself, but maybe, I don't know. So they've got these little bags. The reason I've got the bags on <laughs> is they, they're like little hair nets. They catch the... So the, the, the fake leather pads of the ear, the ear uh, headphones, uh, the fake leather pads have kind of perished and the, the, have broken away. So every time I wore them, I'd get bits of black stuff stuck to my head. So I put these little covers on them so that I don't get bits stuck to me. So, but I've got some others. I also bought these. This is the sort of fairly long-running headphone saga that's been going on on Luke's English Podcast for, well, for most of the year, I feel like. So uh, I always complained that my headphones uh, were uncomfortable and they made my head ache while I was uh, recording. And by the way, there's another question here in this list, which is, why do you always wear a headset while you're recording? I'm not going to reply to that question yet. I'm going to come back to that question. I'm going to just kind of keep you hanging uh, for that one. But um, the the question of, okay, so the long-running saga. So I bought some new headphones. I bought these Audio-Technica M50X, which are like seriously good headphones. They, they were quite expensive. So I bought these as well. But I actually found that these ones were heavier and therefore were more uncomfortable and made my head ache even more. You might remember videos like the one with Fred Iango, where I was constantly complaining and shifting my headphones all the time. So then I switched back to these ones, which have got the cute little covers on them. Um, But let's go back to the audio. If you think these ones are ugly, then I'll switch to the Audio Technica again. Let's see. Okay, so I'm back with the Audio Technica. I've got to get the volume levels back up for for, for me here. Oh, the sound quality. The sound quality is different uh, for me. Now I've got these other headphones on. Wow, the sound, there's a lot more bass uh, with these ones on. Um, so there you go. Well, I'll go with these. Are these better? Just let me know. All right, reply to this episode. That's it. The Sonys are out for a while then. See you guys. Just sling them on the floor. So there you go. That's why my headset looks so ugly. Um, Love Bree, if that is your name. And then there's another comment from Love Bree, which is this. I was only joking. Ha ha ha. Very funny. 
Uh, a, a more real question. I'm curious about if the podcast is your main job or do you teach in a real school? You're a great teacher and I hope you all the best with the podcast. I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best um, with the podcast. Okay, thank you very much. Um, okay, so is this my main job? Yeah, this is my main job. Podcasting is now my main job because this is how I, what I spend most of my time doing. But twice a week in the morning, I go to the British Council and I teach classes there to students, adult uh, students of English. They are French and also from other countries. Uh, so I teach my classes at the British Council as well twice a week. So still doing that, still teaching, because I think it's really important to do, you know, to teach to continue teaching and to continue spending time in the classroom so that I don't lose that sort of touch, so I don't lose that edge. I need to adjust my microphone. There's a little Alan Partridge moment there. Just adjust my microphone. So, um, yeah, so I do still teach, but most of the time it's the podcast. I'm going to try and be snappy with the questions here, try and go through them quite quickly. Natasha Katina said, Hi Luke, thank you for your brilliant podcast. Is your daughter friends with Amber and Paul's children? Uh, yes, she is. So Amber's two children, Paul's daughter, my daughter, they are friends. And when we all get together, for example, on a Sunday at Amber's place, then they all play with each other and have a wonderful time. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, they are friends with each other. So yeah, maybe they'll start their own podcast. That would be a good idea. Um, Dennis Pirog said, Hi Luke, which episode do you like the most and why? This is impossible for me to answer really, which episode I like the most, um, because I love them all. They're all my babies. They're all my children. But um, the other day I happened to listen to episode number uh, 629, I think it is. Uh, Teacher Luke 629, he says, typing into Google. Uh, yeah, it's it's the episode called Do You Ever uh, with James. Do You Ever is the episode title. Uh, strange Habits and Funny Observations. So this was a funny conversation with James about strange habits that we don't often talk about. And uh, it's a very long episode. I wonder how many people listen to all of it. The, the the introduction goes on and on and on, but I did that on purpose in order to make sure everyone understood. And then the conversation, though, is, for me, just really funny, and I really enjoyed it. And it's it, both of us, James and me, are on quite good form, having a good time in his apartment in London, and uh, lots of funny moments. That's, the, that's what stood out for me, lots of comedy in that episode. So episode 629... Uh, is a good one to go back to if you missed it the first time. Uh, next question. Maria, Mariana, Mariana V, 2012. Mariana V, 2012. Hi, Luke. What do you like the most about being a podcaster? Well, I, I think the thing I like the most is, is having the freedom, the freedom to do what I want, how I want to do it. Uh, that is the thing. And also the fact that I can sort of lead, my, my, my work is led by, a, a certain passion 
and being able to do work that I love doing. Uh, so that is a, uh, a privilege. And that's the privilege of being a podcaster. So that's what I like most about it. Uh, Maria Kay said, could you perhaps read short stories to repeat more often? Uh, I think this is the best way to practice pronunciation. That would be great. Uh, well, yes, I will be doing stories uh, fairly regularly on the podcast. I also do stories in the premium episodes as well. There's the Storytime series. Uh, so check those out too. There'll be another Storytime uh, episode coming soon. Uh, but um, so, yeah, I, I will continue doing that, certainly. Another comment from Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, or Azmat, from Uzbekistan. I have a suggestion for you uh, for you to make your podcast greater. You should make more episodes about vocabulary, like topic vocabulary, everyday expressions, and some difficult grammatical structures. Uh, for example, I ate anything but an apple, which means I only ate an apple. I have to say, Asmat, that's not quite right. I ate anything but an apple meant that I, I didn't eat an apple. In fact, apple is the only thing that I wouldn't eat. So I think what you mean is I ate nothing but an apple means uh, I only ate an apple. I ate nothing except for one apple. I ate nothing but an apple is actually the, the correct one. I ate uh, nothing but an apple is the correct one there. Um, so episodes about vocab and grammar and stuff. Well, yeah, I do. I do that already in the podcast, in the premium episodes. So check out LEP Premium. That's where I do all that kind of thing. Uh, Noridin Abdul Karim said, hi, te hey, teacher Luke, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. My question is, how many languages do you speak? Second question, which club do you support in the Premier League? Thanks in advance. So, uh, how many languages do I speak? Uh, well, huh, it's one, uh, I don't know, uh, 0 0.75, because I hardly even speak my own language. Uh, not true. I don't know, about 1.5, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, French, my French is, you know, it's coming along. Um, it's not too bad. But um, other than that, I used, I used to speak a bit of Japanese. I could speak Japanese for a while bit of conversational Japanese, but I've lost all of that now. So I don't know, maybe about 1.5, something like that. I'm not very proud of that. Um, second question, which club do you support in the Premier League? Um, well, I don't really support a club in the Premier League. I know that breaks the rules of football. I know you're not allowed to do that, but I don't actually have a Premier League club that I support. I like Liverpool. I do. I like Liverpool because I like the city. I like the team. I like the manager. Right, so I do like Liverpool, but I don't actually have a club. I could talk about the history of my football supporting days, but I, I won't go into that now. But there you go. Uh, Rome uh, Grashev said, Hello, Luke. My question is, what's the best gift you have ever received? Well, I think I'll refer you back to part one when I talked about receiving those Star Wars figures from my dad. My brother and I both received a Star Wars figure each uh, from our parents uh, one evening and it was a surprise and a wonderful surprise there was another one as well another special gift when we woke up one morning and maybe a Saturday morning to discover boxes by the sides of our beds and opening the boxes we discovered action an action man we each got an action man toy action man was basically a a toy for boys and it's like a little soldier and he can move his arms and legs and there's a switch on the back of his head that makes his eyes go left and right. And you can his, his hand, his rubber hand, 
is molded so that you can put a gun in his hand and then he has various weapons and different outfits. It's like Barbie for boys, for macho boys, basically. So we both got one of them and that was a pretty magical day. But I've received lots of other great gifts as well from, um, you know, my wife and my family and stuff like that. Like, for example, that ukulele bass guitar on the wall, the little one, that that guy up there, That's that was from my cousin. Um, a lot of other things. So I probably received some of the things in this room as a gift. That book was from uh, my cousin Oliver as well. And that picture is a, a gift from my cousin Oliver. There's various gifts and, and different things in here that um, I'm, I was very happy with. Um, so I'm very lucky. I've had lots of nice gifts. Uh, Mac Rakimova said, uh, Mac Rakimova, Rakimova. What does that even I don't Mac Rakimova. Um, do you have any movie lists to recommend? Whew, good question. And last question. I know you travelled to lots of countries. Haven't you thought of uh, starting to run a travelling blog? Have you, have you ever thought of starting a travelling blog, I would say? Um, movie list. Oh, my God. Actually, you know what? I don't have a movie list. I don't have one. Some people do. They use different websites for, you know, working out your favourite movies, your favourite 100 movies or something like that. And they, they, you have to sort of choose between each, all the, the pair, they, they pair up different films and based on the choices, they work out what your favourite films are. But it takes you hours to do it. Um, so uh, I, uh, I haven't done that, so I don't know. But uh, off the top of my head, my favourite films are... Uh, taxi Driver, um, With Nail and I, Star Wars, just episode four, five, and six. Maybe some of the new stuff, but no, just episodes four, five, and six. Indiana Jones, the first one. Um, loads of others. Goodfellas, Martin Scorsese, Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino, some of the horror stuff. Uh, things like Alien, Die Hard, Terminator, just all the classic films, really. Dirty Harry. Um, so, yeah, there you go. There are just some films off the top of my head. Um, traveling blog. Well, no, I never really thought of starting a traveling blog. I just decided that if I ever went traveling somewhere, I'd do episodes of the podcast about it. And these days I don't travel so much anymore. Normally we sort of have our holidays in France and England and stuff. We're a bit more boring um, uh, recently. So no, no, it's not really something I've thought of doing. If, if I want to do something about traveling, I'll do episodes about it. Uh, Angela M said, I hope you will end episode 800 with a song. I don't know, Angela, because to be honest, I'm really out of practice because, uh, again, I've had this, I've had my classical Spanish style guitar in the pod room recently and I'm just not very good at playing it. I don't know. I can't seem to strum it very well and it's extra wide neck makes it a bit more difficult for my fingers. So I haven't been playing that much, but we will see what I could do. All right. Maybe at the end of all of the questions, then maybe I'll do something, but we'll see. Uh, Mac, uh, rack him over. Uh, is back uh, with this question. Hello, Luke. Do you believe in uh, the concept of the afterlife? Uh, and have you ever been interested in the spirit world? Ooh. Do I believe in the concept of the afterlife? I don't know, 
Mac, to be perfectly honest with you, I really just don't know. I don't know if that makes me an agnostic or atheist or what. Um, I know there are various, you know, accounts. People say that, you know, there are there's an afterlife and, you know, it's in various religions and things. But I don't know, really. I haven't seen any evidence for it. So I don't know is my best answer. Have you ever been interested in the spirit world? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Spirit world's fascinating. Yes. Maybe there is a spirit world or some sort of other dimension uh, in which, you know, people still sort of roam the earth in some way. They haunt certain places because their soul is attached there by some sort of horrible thing that happened. Yes, absolutely. I love those ideas. It's the great basis of many gr uh, good scary story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely interesting. When I was a kid, I must have been about eight years old, I was obsessed with ghosts. I had a book, uh, the Usborne Book of Ghosts, I think it was. Um, and it was full of ghost stories and pictures of ghosts and things. All the pictures were fake, but I didn't know. And I was really obsessed with ghosts. And I set up a ghost club with some kids in my class at school. And I created badges and stuff, ghost club badges. So, And we would get together and we would hunt ghosts. Uh, so, yeah, I've always been interested in that stuff. Uh, Andre Abtseshenko. Oh, hold on a second. Abtseshko. Abtseshko. Andre Abtseshko said, or wrote, Hello, Luke, what kind of dance will you, will you, what kind of dance will you do online in your YouTube channel if England win the Qatar Championship? So, sorry. What kind of dance will you do online on your YouTube channel if England win? Not if England will win. It's not if and will, because if and will makes teacher kill. Right? Don't put if and will in the same clause. If and will makes teacher kill. So it's not if England will win. It's if England win uh, the Qatar Championship. What kind of dance? I'll do, the, uh, I'll do the running man. You know the running man? That's that one where you kind of do that and you kind of looks like you're running on the spot. I'll do the running man. Challenge accepted. <laughs> will England win? I doubt it, but we will see. Bashir Ahmed said, Teacher Luke, good morning. I greeting from a small country in Horn of Africa called Somalia. Ah, it's good to have a listener in Somalia. Wow. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, I would say greetings. Greetings from a small country in the Horn of Africa called Somalia. My question is, can you connect me to an online English teacher or school where I can study English? Thank you so much. There are schools. There are schools online. There's um, italki. Uh, I think uh, you can still go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk to go to italki. And... Um, uh, you can find teachers there. You have to pay for the lessons with the, with the teachers. But also you might be able to find language exchange partners or just people in the community who would be willing to just talk to you. You might find English speaking groups and things in their sort of social media part. So it might be worth just signing up to italki, which, which is free, and then exploring what options you have there. Okay. Uh, next question. Camouflage said, what is your favourite British tea brand? My favourite British tea brand. Okay, so uh, living in Paris, it's a bit difficult to get good tea. And when I say tea, I mean proper English breakfast tea. 
tea bags like this, which I'm showing one on the video now. What I'm showing here is a circular bag, which I keep in my tin, my Mr. Scruff uh, tea um, tin, uh, which uh, was a gift also from my brother, uh, Mr. Scruff, who is a sort of a DJ, uh, also uh, started selling tea. And my brother got me some and I keep the tin. I keep all my tea in the tin. It's the tea tin. So anyway, so it's difficult to get this kind of tea bag in Paris. But um, for ages, we were very lucky because we had Marks and Spencer in Paris. And there were lots of Marks and Spencer shops in the city. So I used to go down to Marks and Spencer's and I'd get my biscuits and I would get my tea and I'd get beer from there and I was good. But then bloody Brexit happened. And that was the end of that because suddenly Marks and Spencers couldn't afford all the imports and exports and their just-in-time process got totally interrupted and they had to close every single shop in Paris. So bye-bye tea, bye-bye beer, bye-bye biscuits, bye-bye English mustard, bye-bye beans on toast and all that stuff just gone. Thanks a lot, Brexit. So now, so I used to get uh, the... Marks and Spencer's gold blend. I don't I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically the gold one. Marks and Spencer's gold is a sublime cup of tea. It's a rich dark tan color. Like it goes a very very dark red-ish brown. Um and it's lovely lovely color, lovely taste, good strong cup of tea. Proper builder's tea but with a bit of class, you know? Um so after that option was removed, I would have to buy, I still have to buy my tea in bulk whenever I go back to the UK. And I go to Sainsbury's near my parents' house and I buy the most amount of English breakfast tea that I can get for the cheapest price at the highest quality. So those three factors are taken into account. And these days I buy Sainsbury's own gold tea uh, range. So Sainsbury's do their own brand of tea and they've got the basic version and then they've got the gold version. And so the one, the tea bag I showed you just then on video is one of those Sainsbury's gold ones. Like the cheapest high quality tea bags that I could find and the tea bags are biodegradable. So you can just chuck them in the rubbish, they'll biodegrade. So that's good. So I tend to get those and it's like, how much is it? Something like about two pounds for about 80 tea bags. It's ridiculous. Then when I don't go to Sainsbury's, I'll go to Whole Foods Market. I know this is fascinating stuff, isn't it, listeners? <laughs> but these are like British people problems, like where do you get your tea? So I'd go to Whole Foods Market in Piccadilly in London and I get uh, Yorkshire tea uh, from there. Okay, so Yorkshire tea or Sainsbury's gold or uh, M&S gold, uh, PG Tips, no, 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 no. PG Tips is no good. It's it's a weak blend. It's got to be one of those gold ones. I mean, uh, Yorkshire Tea Gold is also pretty damn good. So there you go. Those are my favourite British tea brands. And, you know, English Breakfast Tea is a black tea. It's a mix of black, black teas. In the UK, we just call it tea. Do you want a cup of tea? It means English breakfast tea. In the rest of the world, you seem to call it English breakfast tea. But for us, it's just tea. Do you want a cup of tea? Uh, how do you have your tea? 
And you've got two categories of choice. It's either sugar and how many sugars and, and whether you want milk or not. And everyone has milk. So it's generally, you'd say, milk, no sugar, milk and two sugars. That's two spoons of sugar. And voila, there you go. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, how many pages am I on here? 40. Okay, we've got to get to 50 pages. We're doing fine. Yang Si, what is the best random conversation you overheard? That is a great question. That is a fantastic question, Yang Si. Well done. A little round of applause for that question. What's the best random conversation you've ever overheard? Let me just check the camera to make sure that I'm being captured okay. Yeah, yeah, look all right. Little, little scruffy today but there you go all right best random conversation uh so i think i've told this story on the podcast before but maybe i haven't but anyway here we go you ready for a little story so um i guess it must have been about 12 years ago i was on holiday uh, with my cousin oliver and uh so this was in january maybe 2010 2009 and we always wanted to go away somewhere sunny in the middle of winter because the middle of winter in England, in London, is pretty miserable. It's grey and dark most of the time and you sort of get starved of sunshine and you kind of go all kind of, uh, you know, depressed because you don't get enough vitamin C, uh, vitamin D or whatever from the sun. So we, we, we always wanted to go somewhere sunny and we went to India a couple of times and I uh, went to Goa in sort of South India and um, spent some time on the beach and stuff like that. And while we were on the beach, behind us, there was a, little, there was a family from England. And it was like the typical English family on the beach. You know, the sorts of families you get in Spanish uh, holiday resorts where all the English tourists go, exactly the same thing. So the dad was like this big bloke with loads of tattoos, with just a pair of shorts on, a pink, big, tattooed English sort of football hooligan type guy. And his, his son was playing down by the water and he was sitting down on a beach chair on his telephone. And my cousin and me were sort of lying on the sand a few metres in front of them. And he shouted over to it. He was a real cockney, right? A real cockney like this. All right, yeah, how's it going? You all right? Real cockney like that. And he shouted down to his son, 
Here, come over here and speak to your grandma. It's her birthday. Come and speak to your grandma. It's her birthday. Which is, come and speak to your grandma. It's her birthday. <laughs> come over here. Come and speak to your grandma. It's her birthday. Birthday. Which just cracked us up uh, no end. And we've always enjoyed... Oh, it's your, it's your fucking birthday. Which is what we always say to each other when it's our birthday. We say, oh, it's your birthday, isn't it? Happy fucking birthday, sunshine. Happy birthday. Birthday. <laughs> so that's the best random conversation I've ever overheard. But I've heard lots of other funny ones. I just can't think of any. But that's a pretty good one. Oh, come and speak to your grandma. It's her birthday. Uh, Tech Studio said, can you describe you as a luckiest person? Actually, I don't know how to correct that. Can you describe yourself as a luckiest person? Can you describe yourself as the luckiest person in the world? Can I describe myself as the luckiest person in the world? Um, I maybe, maybe I am the luckiest person in the world because I've got this podcast and, you know, and that's a great, it's a great thing, isn't it? It's nice. I'm yeah, pretty lucky. I've got a nice, comfortable chair. I've got some bread here, which I haven't eaten. I've got some chocolate, which I haven't eaten yet either. Uh, I've got some nice sparkling mineral water. Yeah, I think I'm, I am the luckiest person. I think I am a luckiest person. Tech Studio. Steel Piercer. What a fantastic name. You get a big round of applause just for the name Steel Piercer on YouTube, said, what is your favourite video game? Excellent question. Um, that is a fantastic question. The headphones are a bit uncomfortable, making my head hurt a little. My favourite video game. Oh, that's good. So, Super Mario Brothers on the, on the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, the one that was a box with a flip-up thing. And you put the the game in and clang, you've put it down and closed the lid and you've got a little simple rectangular controller. The Super Mario Brothers on that was pretty good. And Super Mario Brothers 3 on that was also pretty good. And then Super Mario World on the SNES. But then when we got to the SNES, we got Street Fighter. So maybe Street Fighter 2 Turbo is one of my favourite games of all time. Street Fighter 2 Turbo was pretty damn good. Uh, what else? Um, we also have um, The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time is an all-time classic. And that I actually listen to the music from that all the time. Honestly, I listen to The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time music just in my day. I'll be working and I'll put on The Legend of Zelda music, right? It's, it's very, very beautiful. It really is. And... Um, it reminds me of those moments in the game. It's a strangely emotional game. You get carried away by the story and the moments of, unex you know, the unexpected moments and stuff. So I do listen to those songs. So The Legend of Zelda, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4 as well is a pretty good one. It's hard to beat that. It's a classic. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is definitely one of the best games. So, yeah, and others. I mean, like Tetris. Uh, I, you know, used to play a lot of Tetris when I was a kid on the Game Boy, and the music is burned into my brain. So now it's, you know, um, 
All that stuff is completely etched into my brain. So, yeah, those games, I would say. All right. Stas Miroshnikov said, Hi, what was your child dream? Meaning your childhood childhood dream. Do you have any dreams now? Uh, my childhood dream was to be Luke Skywalker. And I really did dream of wearing a white dressing gown and having a lightsaber. I just wanted to have a lightsaber and to use the force. So I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. Do you have any dreams now? Yeah, I still want to be Luke Skywalker. Uh, I still would like to have the force and to wear a white dressing gown and uh, wave my wand, my, my lightsaber around. Not wand. Um, hmm. Uh, uh, Gahada Sukur, please read about YouTube algorithms to reach more audience. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the advice. I will. Um, Agnieszk Ratchula said, "Have you ever been in Poland? Have you ever been to Poland? It's always go to, go to a country, go to a place, go to London, go to England, go to Poland, right?" Have you ever been to Poland? I, you know what? I regret to say that I have never been to Poland. I'm sorry. My brother has been to Poland lots of times uh, as a DJ. He's gone over there and DJed at, uh, at different events and things like that. But unfortunately, I've never been to Poland. Um, sorry. Maybe one day I will go. I might have. I, I was thinking about going to Poland when I first became an English teacher. Uh, obviously, I ended up going to Japan, but for a while I was looking for jobs in Poland as well. So I may have ended up there. Imagine uh, my life would have been quite different. Camouflage. Why do you wear a headset while recording? I told you this question was coming. I told you, right? Why do you wear a headset? So we've dealt with the ugly headset, but why do I wear a headset while I'm recording? Well, it's so I can monitor the sound. Okay, I can monitor re the recording. And this is really important because it means that I can make sure that the sound is not too low. Okay, I can make sure that I'm not too far from the microphone. Because if I don't have the headphones, I'll just kind of forget where the microphone is and I get no sense of how it changes. You see, as I go a little bit further away from the microphone, if I sit, sit back to a more comfortable position, I am further from the microphone and the sound is a lot different compared to when I'm sitting right on top of it. That's what they call the proximity effect. So you've got to be able to measure the proximity effect. So you need to know what it sounds like, but also the level how to be sure that it's not uh, too loud, that it's not clipping. For example, if I if I do if I do this kind of thing, then it's that's you know then it's clipping and that sounds awful. Um, what else? And I need to make sure it's not. Too loud. So if it's if it's down here, uh, this is no good, is it? You know that's too low. So I'd need to just make sure it's at the right level. And also, if I want to uh, listen to some other audio, for example, if I want to play you a piece of music, then I need to be able to hear the music that I'm playing to you. Or if there's other audio, I need to be able to hear that and control the the, the audio level of that as well. So that's why I, I wear a headset because I'm effectively uh, editing. Well, not editing. I'm I'm producing uh, a podcast recording while I'm recording it. So that's why the headset is on. It's for monitoring the, the 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 sound that's being recorded and I think it's important in the past I've done episodes without a headset on and I've made a mistake I've, I've, I've fluffed something up and I've I've caused it to um, be recorded too quietly uh, or I've caused it to be recorded too loud and if it's too loud and it's distorted there's really nothing you can do about that at all there's no way of fixing it 
Uh, Farhan Ibn Sali said, hello, are you fine? Yes, I am fine. Thanks for asking. Maria Osipova said, hi, Luke, what's the best thing about being a father? Um, wow, the best thing about being a father. Uh, oh, God. Um, I mean, having a, having a, a really cute uh, kid who calls you daddy and who looks up to you and who, who loves you and stuff, that's probably the best part. Having someone who, when they see you, for example, if they haven't seen you all day, they come running up to you and give you a big cuddle and want to play with you and want to spend time with you. The fact that they love you, uh, that's probably the best thing about it. Yeah. Um, Hua Hok Huang Trin whose name I'm sure I pronounced wrong. I'm sorry. Why I can hear you, but I can't hear American speak. Why I can hear you, but I can't hear American speak. Why? So why can you hear me, but you can't hear Americans speaking? Well, it's because you're listening to a, a, a British English podcast. That's why there are no Americans uh, on the show today. So that's why. No, I'm what you mean is, why can you understand me, but you can't understand Americans? Well, I will, I'll refer you back to the previous answer that I gave on that, I think in part one. Go back to part one. I answered that question there. All right. Uh, this question from uh, a Japanese person, I think, or maybe a Chinese person. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Anyway, uh, can I ask, what is the name of the microphone? Your voice is really clear and nice. Ah, yes. I thought you would never ask. So this is uh, this microphone, which I've talked about before on the podcast, is the Shure SM7B, Shure SM7B, which is um, an industry standard uh, broadcast dynamic uh, microphone with a cardioid polar pattern. And um, so this microphone is, is used by lots of different podcasters and radio hosts and stuff like that. Mark Maron from WTF with Mark Maron uses it, and Joe Rogan, obviously, and lots of other people. Um, but it's been standard for many, many years. In fact, lots of artists have used this microphone, including people like David Bowie and uh, famously Michael Jackson uh, for the album Thriller, recorded his vocals into uh, Shaw SM7. Um, this is the slightly updated version, the SM7B. It's a very popular microphone. Uh, it's, it delivers, I think, a very nice sound, don't you think? It's kind of a clear, chunky, a chunky sort of sound with um, a good middle to it and a good deal of bass. And it's it's a little bit muddy. Some people might consider it to be a bit, little bit muddy, like it's lacking crispness in the high end. But I like that about it. I like the, the that's good headphone good headphone frequencies it's it's nice and chunky it it cuts through the mix quite well so you can hear the voice clearly um when you're on the train if you've got some headphones on or something like that it should cut through it's not too boomy in the low end um and um very nice it's got a certain character to it i do use other microphones from time to time I've got other microphones by Shaw, handheld ones, and I've got the uh, Dynacaster by SE Electronics. Uh, but I find that this this particular microphone just has a certain warm, solid sound to it, which um, gives a little extra boost to the character of the podcast. So the microphone, uh, I'm going to talk about tech stuff for just about two minutes. So the microphone, so I've got um, uh, an Elgato stand for my microphone, which uh, helps to keep it neat 
so I can swing it in and out and completely swing it out of the way completely or have it right underneath my mouth and it's quite discreet. It doesn't get in the way too much of the window or the camera. Um, and the microphone is, uh, the lay, the cable goes through the, uh, the microphone stand. The stand is attached to the wall by a, a metal brace, which I put in myself. I'm very proud of that. I've got, uh, metal, uh, with wood as well. And the microphone stand is clamped to it. And then the microphone is connected to a CL1 cloud lifter, which is uh, a clever device that adds gain to your microphone. It adds power. So there's signal, uh, a fairly weak uh, signal that travels along the cable and it goes into this blue box and that boosts the signal um, and gives it a several more decibels of, of, of gain, of power. Then that signal goes into a uh, Behringer Zenix Q502 mixer, which allows me to tweak the EQ so I can add more bass or I can remove the bass completely and it ends up sounding like this or I can bring the bass back to where it was. I can also add more high end. So this is it with the treble. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Oh, we'll get rid of that treble. So I tend to have the treble about here, like something like this, about there maybe, and the bass a little bit more. And also I can add compression. So without the compression, it sounds like this. And then if I boost it with compression, it's everything is nice and loud and clear. And so that's how I boost the, the signal again. And I can add phantom power. I can add phantom power to the recording as well, which again boosts the signal. And then from that little processing unit, I go into uh, my recording device, which is the Zoom PodTrack, uh, the Zoom PodTrack P4 which is a device that connects to your computer and it allows you to record sound on an SD card or it allows you to record sound on your computer through some software like GarageBand or something like that. And you can input four microphones into it. You can input a computer into it. You can input a, a mobile phone into it and record all of those things all at the same time. So that is my, that's my um, little um, sort of the brain of Luke's English podcast is this, this uh, P4 by Zoom. And the microphone is, there you go, the voice of the podcast, I suppose. Uh, Stas Miroshnikov again said, Hi again, have you watched the new TV series, uh, Star Wars? Have you, have you watched the new t uh, TV Star Wars series, Andor? If yes, did you like it and why? Okay, Stas, so I have seen Andor. In fact, I finished watching it yesterday. I watched the last episode yesterday. So there's been a few Star Wars TV series. Obviously, there's The Mandalorian seasons one and two. And then we also had The Book of Boba Fett. We had the Kenobi series. Am I missing one? Maybe. And now we've got Andor, which tells the story of Cassian Andor, who is a one of the early rebel uh, freedom fighters in this galaxy of Star Wars. And you see his early efforts to um, sort of create a rebel um, uh, alliance against the evil Galactic Empire. And it sort of sets the scene for that Star Wars film called Rogue One, where he appears and um, manages to find the plans for the Death Star, which ultimately then go uh, into the hands of the rebels aiding them in <clears throat> basically destroying the Death Star and winning Star Wars. So, um, have I seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I thought it was 
I thought it was good. I thought it was stronger than the Book of Boba Fett and stronger than also the Kenobi one as well. Um, <clears throat> I talked about Kenobi with my brother on this podcast and we didn't really like it. I found, I just, I thought there were lots of big problems with the pacing and the delivery of the story, the action sequences, and you know, lots and lots of gripes. I had lots of complaints about it. Uh, I th the special effects looked terrible. I thought the moments with Darth Vader were really cheesy and Darth Vader didn't look quite right. He looks kind of camp. There's nothing wrong with being camp, but it's not necessarily how Darth Vader should be. Um, and lots of other things. And then Andor was like refreshingly good in terms of quality as a TV series. It felt less Star Wars and more TV series. This one. The, the Star wars ometer was turned down and the sort of more serious TV drama thing was turned up. And so you got a fairly slow, slow building story with a few moments of action, but a lot of slow character development and dialogue. So it's on the more slow and boring side, and I have to admit, I did fall asleep quite a few times over the 12 episodes. Uh, it didn't have the same level of action as like The Mandalorian Season 2, for example. Uh, but I did enjoy it. And I did find that I got wrapped up in the characters quite a lot and in 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 watching the, t the tension and what was going to happen next. So I did, I did like it, yes. Uh, I liked it more than Boba Fett and Kenobi and probably not as much as The Mandalorian, which I enjoyed more. Uh, Inaga Nag Nag Nagifka. Hello, Luke. I'm a new listener of your podcast, but I already like it a lot. I love your sense of humour. Have you seen the film, the movie, uh, Hot Fuzz? What do you think about it? Maybe you can recommend some interesting movies with great British humour. Good luck to you, and thank you very much for your excellent job. So, yeah, I've seen Hot Fuzz. Of course I've seen it, and it's brilliant. I love Hot Fuzz. I think it's a great film. Very funny. I love Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright. Um, and uh, as you probably know, Hot Fuzz is just one of a, a trilogy of films made by those guys, uh, the Cornetto trilogy. I've talked about that lots of times on the podcast, including um, episodes years ago when I talked with my brother about these films. So the first one is Shaun of the Dead, which is this kind of zombie movie romantic comedy uh, in which a guy is kind of stuck in a boring routine in his life and his girlfriend dumps him and he tries to get her back and he doesn't realise that zombies have invaded the city and then it all gets all messy. And then Hot Fuzz is kind of a... It's like a joke, a parody version of a, a an action movie, an American action movie set in a small town in England. Wonderful film. I mean, brilliant. Like a really good episode of The Simpsons, but in the form of an English film. Fantastic. And then the other one is World's End which is slightly less um, uh, rated than the other two. Um, I think the people don't like it as much, but I still really like it. I think it's got quite a lot of heart to it, and it tells quite a moving story of a character who is a little bit desperate, you know. Interesting with the three films, you get these three distinct characters, Sean and, what's his name, Nicholas Angel from uh, uh, Hot Fuzz, and then the other guy from The World's End. I like all of them. I think The World's End is really weird and um, and a bit more moving than the other two, maybe. Also, they're very clever films because they do things. They do, These films all do clever things. They Often they will describe the plot of the film in some innocuous way and then that those events actually happen in the film and lots of callbacks and little hints and clues and things. Very clever. 
Elena Buzalskaya. Hello, Luke. Could detective stories and poetry be more frequent or somehow regular in your podcast? Do you think they are... Do you think they are like boosters for vocabulary, or can they make listeners feel a little bit passive? Do you have a special formula for the balance between different types of lessons? So, uh, detective stories uh, and poetry more frequent. Yes, of course. I mean, you know, I want all the episodes to be more frequent, more stories, more uh, rambling, more Amber and Paul, more Rick Thompson. So, yeah, definitely. Um, those stories, yeah, of course they're like boosters for vocabulary, uh, those detective stories. Of, of course they are, because that's all you need is a compelling narrative and a context in which you can come across new words and work out what they mean or have them explained to you. So definitely. Um, I don't think they make listeners that passive because you've got to interact, you've got to listen and sort of think about the choices being made. It's not that passive. Stories are quite active, really, because you're involved in listening to it. Do you have a special formula for the balance between different types of lessons? I guess you mean different types of episode. It's mainly that I just do whatever I feel like doing. And so if I feel like doing a detective story, I'll do one. Or if I feel like a ramble, I'll do it. Uh, but also I like to just keep the balance going. I like to keep certain episodes coming on a regular basis, but not all the time. So here's another Amber and Paul and another one. And a little while later, you'll get another one, a Rick Thompson report, and then another one a little bit later, a ramble. And, you know, I like to just basically keep it turning over. And then, oh, here's an interesting about a specific subject, or here's a bit of comedy to explain. You know, I just like to keep it rolling and turning so that there's always variety but there's a certain flow between the 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 content so there you go uh yes more um more detective stories coming and um i generally just try and keep the variety up as possible um alessandro uh, clavenna said hi luke have you ever been in italy have you ever been to italy common mistake that one uh yes i have i've been to italy uh, i've been to rome uh and i've been to venice as well and there's a there's a terrible joke there's a t there's a terrible dad joke about that one of those uh, country jokes which is this um, so I went on I went on holiday to Italy oh yeah Rome no I just stayed in the same place I've probably told that episode uh, probably told that joke before but anyway uh, I went to Italy oh yeah Rome now Rome is obviously the capital city is it is isn't it um, and um, but Rome R O A M Rome means move around. You know, don't stay still, move around and explore different places. So I went on holiday to Italy. Oh yeah, Rome. No, I just stayed in the same place. Hey, okay, moving on. Aurora Contreras said, Hi, I'm a new subscriber. Great podcasts. I'd like, I'd like that you could... I'd like you to. I'd like you to dedicate. I'd like you to... Dedicate an episode to the MBTI personality test, which is very popular nowadays. Kind regards, MBTI... You are. What's that? The MBTI personality test. Um, okay, a very popular personality assessment. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah I'd be interested in doing that. The MBTI personality test making a mental note of that. I'm going to put that in my list of episode ideas here. Pow. There we go. Right. 
Um, so Jerry Han said, could you please make a new episode about British English? Like the tips of sounding more British and the things we have to mind if we want to master British English. Thank you so much. Yes, Jerry, I've got a, an episode about British English slang coming up soon on the podcast. Uh, what page am I on now? 50. OK, well, we'll finish these two and then we'll be done for this part. Maria Osipova. Hi, Luke. What is your best life-changing non-fiction book? My best life-changing non-fiction book. Um, hmm, that is a very good question. That is a very good question. And I have to say, it's probably going to be some books about teaching English. Like learning teaching or teaching English in, in the English classroom. Patricia Hedge. Maybe something like that or Scott Thornbury or David Crystal or something. It could be one of those books because it's, it's taught me so much about the English language. Like maybe A Practical English Usage by Michael Swan. Michael Swan. Have I got that book? Where is it? Where's my copy of that? Practical English Usage. Apparently, apparently my copy has disappeared somewhere. I don't know where it is. That's odd. Should be there, but it's not. Oh dear, I hope it's not lost. Maybe I've got it in storage somewhere. Anyway, Practical English Usage by Michael Swan and something like this. Um, How English Works uh, by Michael Swan as well. I actually, I, I kind of met Michael Swan once and TEFL teachers will know the name Michael Swan. He's a famous one of those famous characters in the industry kind of thing, one of these authors and authors of uh, guides for teachers and stuff. Um, I, I, at the uh, Elton's Podcast Awards, the British Council Podcast Awards, not Podcast Awards, the British Council Awards for um, in Innovation in English Language Teaching, right? So I was nominated in that category a few years ago. And uh, Michael Swan was at the event, along with lots of other people, including my Delta uh, uh, instructor, who's friends with Michael Swan. And so afterwards, we were walking back after the, the, the event, walking back through the venue. And I was there, my instructor was there, and Michael Swan was here. And uh, Michael Swan, <laughs> oh, it was really embarrassing, but he tripped on a on a light so they had these lights on the floor that were lighting up the walls and he tripped on this light and fell forwards and, and landed on the floor like fell right over and all these all these other like english teaching industry people all these publishers and authors and stuff were all like oh god michael swan so i saw michael swan fall flat on his face at a podcast at a at an awards ceremony once and it was very awkward. You could say he took a swan dive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe the work of Michael Swan. Any other nonfiction books? There's also the work of Darren Brown, which has been fascinating to me. And that's all about mentalism and um, magic and uh, psychology and stuff. And that's that's always been fascinating to me. I'm sure there are others. I can't think right now. There's the 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 the, uh, the book The Fight by Norman Mailer. I did an episode all about the rumble in the jungle, Muhammad Ali versus, um, uh, what's his name? George Foreman. And uh, so that book is a, an account of that fight. And that's one of my um, great reads. I love that book. Uh, but that's all I can think of at the moment. I'm sure there are others that I'm I'm missing out on. Maybe books about the Beatles, of course. 
They're pretty life-changing for me. So there you go. This is going to be the last comment I reply to in this episode, but there's loads of questions. Okay, here we go. Agnieszka Stodolska said, Hi, Luke. Have you ever been to Poland? There's that error again. Third time. Have I ever been to Poland? Uh, uh, no, I'm afraid not. Hi, Luke. Have you got... Have you got uh, any pets? Not have you got... Not have you some pets, but have you got any pets? Uh, dogs or cats? Uh, no, we don't have any pets because we can't because our apartment is too small and we don't have a garden. But if we did have the right facilities... We might have a cat, because I'm more of a cat person than a dog person. Don't really like dogs. They're just ugh, too needy, and they shed hair, and they do a lot of poo, and they smell. So nah, I love them. They're cute, though. I mean, other people's dogs I'm fine with, but I wouldn't really want to have to deal with them myself unless I lived on a farm in the middle of the countryside. Um, um, cats. I prefer cats. I find them cute and funny. Uh, but we don't have any because they it would just be too complicated. We don't have enough space for a litter tray so they can do their crap in it and stuff. So, no, no, not possible. Hi, Luke. What's your favourite dish? Do you prefer English or French cuisine? Um, my favourite dish, I have to be honest, it's got to be something my mum cooks. And she cooks stuff like spaghetti bolognese and lasagna, which are so cliched. I know, they're sort of like Italian food that's not really Italian kind of stuff. Uh, but she cooks them so well. You've no idea. Honestly, it's so good. So either that or maybe a Sunday roast cooked by my mum uh, or or Christmas dinner. I think it's my mum's Christmas dinner, to be honest. That's my favourite uh, dish. Uh, English or French cuisine. They're both good. They're both great. You know, I'm not going to, you know, no, no prejudice. French cuisine obviously is delicious, but English food is flipping lovely too. I'm going to go for English. Sorry, can't help it. Okay. Um, next. Hi, Luke. I like the podcast with your brother. Do you plan to organise the meeting with him on YouTube? He has a very interesting voice. Not very interesting voice, but a very interesting voice. I'd like to see him. Um, uh, my brother doesn't really do the, do videos. Um, I know he just prefers not to. So that's that. No further questions. Um Next. Hi, Luke. Can you imagine that I need to have contact with your podcast every day? It's like an addiction. Have you got some patent to be so good? Uh, I don't have a patent for this, but that is a good idea, Agnieszka. And finally, hi, Luke. What is the picture on the left in your pod room? I see a red geometric figure, but what does it mean? Some people might have wondered that. So she's referring to this piece of artwork on the wall. Um... Unfortunately, I cannot remember the name of the artist, but as I mentioned earlier, that is a gift from my cousin. And what that is, is a visual representation of a piece of music. Now, don't ask me how he does it, the artist, but there's some sort of algorithm or mathematical formula for how he converts a piece of music or a melody line, a musical melody, into an image. But they come out as these interesting, colourful sort of uh, shapes almost like geometric shapes and patterns. And this one is a kind of a purple hexagon with a, uh, with a kind of a pink hexagon laid on top of it. And that is the musical representation of So What by Miles Davis. You know that one? 
boom, 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 doo, doo. That's So What by Miles Davis. Um, and that that is the visual representation of it. And it is one of my favourite pieces of music of all time. Um, I absolutely love that. And I think the picture looks great. It's a lovely addition to the wall behind me. So there you go. Thanks, Agnieszka, for those questions. And thank you to all of you for listening all the way up to this point and for watching the video all the way up to this point. Um, this is fun. I hope you're enjoying this uh, series. How's the video? Let me just check. Am I all dark? Uh, it's okay, isn't it? It looks all right. Okay, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you in the next part. I hope you're enjoying this as much as me. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.